Section twenty one of Word Portraits of Famous Writers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. Word Portraits of Famous Writers. Edited by Mabel E. Wotton. Geoffrey Chaucer. About thirteen forty to fourteen hundred from nicholas's life of chaucer asterisk the affection of ockliffe his contemporary and dear friend has made chaucer's person better known than that of any individual of his age the portrait of which an engraving illustrates this memoir is taken from ockliffe's painting already mentioned in the harleian manuscript four eight six six which he says was painted from memory after chaucer's decease and which is apparently the only genuine portrait in existence the figure which is half length has a background of green tapestry he is represented with grey hair and beard which is bifurked he wears a dark coloured dress and hood his right hand is extended and in his left he holds a string of beads from his vest a black case is suspended which appears to contain a knife or possibly a penner or pen-case the expression of the countenance is intelligent but the fire of the eye seems quenched and evident marks of advanced age appear on the countenance this is incomparably the best portrait of chaucer yet discovered from nicholas's life of chaucer asterisk there is a third portrait in a copy of the canterbury tales made about the reign of king henry v being within twenty years of the poet's death in the lansdowne manuscript eight fifty one the figure which is a small full length is placed in the initial letter of the volume he is dressed in a long grey gown with red stockings and black shoes fastened with black sandals round the ankles his head is bare and the hair closely cut in his right hand he holds an open book and a knife or pen-case as in the other portraits is attached to his vest tradition asserts that chaucer merged his own personality in that of the poet in his canterbury tales from the prologue to the rhyme of sir topas o hoste to japon he begun and then at erst he looked upon me and sighed thus what man art thou quoth he thou lookest as thou woldest find an hare for ever upon the ground i see thee star approach and look up merrily now where are you sirus and let this man have place he in the waist is sharpen as well as i this were a puppet in an armour to embrace for any woman small and fair of face he seemeth elvish by his countenance for unto no wicht doth he dalliance end of section twenty one